This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So there's a reason why I started Blood Origins. And that reason is simple. Is that I wanted to convey the truth about hunting. It brings awareness to, to non-hunters that it's, it's more than just killing animals. How do I start it? Brittany. My name. My name. Is <laughs> Does my hair look okay? It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again. Yeah, I hated it too. <laughs> Braxton, you said something in the car to me. You said that you were living on borrowed time. Hmm. There's a perception around who hunters are, what we're supposed to be, and a a feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Jonathan West is an African-American from Nashville, Tennessee. He runs a podcast called Being Husband, and he would admit himself to being a quote-unquote suburbanite. Jonathan and I connected on his podcast and he told me of his interest in becoming a hunter and that he had yet to kill anything. At that moment, I decided we needed to help him. We needed to understand why he has decided to go from being a non-hunter to being a hunter. Why would an African-American suburban dude out of Nashville want to become a hunter? So when I'm talking to you, you can look at me okay. and then you can deliver down there. Okay. So last night you talked about a photograph. So I told my mom that I was going to come out here and get involved in hunting. And I told her for a little bit that I wanted to get into it. And, you know, she laughed and, and thought that it was something that was kind of one of those crazy things that her son's always getting into, always putting himself in situations that are random, uh, you know. And, and even when I tell people that, uh, are like me that are, that are black. I mean, they, they tell me, you know, that's something that's that's like for white folks, like going and hunting is something that white people do. That's not something that, that we do. And I told my mom, I was like, mom, didn't, didn't dad, that's what I called my, my granddad. His name was dad. 
I said, didn't dad used to hunt? Because I remember seeing rifles in his garage and uh, seeing his calls and everything like that. And I, I didn't know what any of that was because he was a lot older than when I knew him um, when he was living. And so we never went on a hunt. We went fishing a couple of times. And then she showed me pictures of him, one picture of him with uh, a couple rabbits in his hand. And then she showed me another picture of him throwing that rabbit on the, the stove and it, I mean, it just affirmed everything that I've been interested in for so long is just being a part of the whole process of, you know, securing food for my family, like quite literally bringing home the bacon. And, and it's, it, it, that interest in me really started whenever I got into, um, you know, growing vegetables and stuff like that. I was like, well, you know, I like meat too much to just be a vegetarian and just grow that. So I got to figure out some kind of way to get this meat home. And so we tasted venison, my wife and I, uh, one time and we loved to taste so much. He's like, Jonathan, man, you got to get out there and get us some meat. You got to get out there and make that happen for us. And when you do it, I want you to take a picture. I want you to get a big smile and just be excited about what you're able to do. Um, don't let anybody freak you out and put you in a box like it really matters the uh, how we grew up you know we grew up in the suburbs black in the suburbs and that's not something that that we do but it's something that you do and you need to be cool with that so coming out here was a no-brainer when I reached out to Robbie on Instagram about having him on the podcast uh, my podcast and it made sense for him to come on because this is a lane that I wanted to explore. And um, once he reached out to me and was cool with us working on the podcast together, he came and he said, man, I want you to come work on my project that I've got going on. Cause you as a uh, African-American, like you're, that's something that's missing in our community. And so I want you to be a part of what it is that, that we're working on too. So when he said that, I was all about it. So he got me out here in Starkville, Mississippi to, man, film a project that I, I believe in his work and I, I believe in what he's doing. So I had to, had to come do it, had to come experience it. I got the meat right here, got the blood on the sleeve and I think the next step is to keep on, get my own rifle, get my own crossbow and just become what I've been trying to become for a while. So I want you to talk through, you know, what you felt like in the moment. Talk through that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, you pull that trigger, you take that life. Mm -hmm. What that was like. Looking out of the scope and looking at what was behind me and, and then the, the dodo was in front of me, it's like, this is this is the chance because there was a couple of times in there that we saw things come across my my scope and it was not the right time to make the move and when that doe came and we had been waiting that long i mean it, my my nerves at first when the first couple of does were coming out I, I was i was apprehensive because i didn't know if i could do it you know what i mean i didn't know if i could secure the job but when that doe came across um it's just something else in me kind of kicked in a, a very i would say a very like primal 
instinct kind of kicked in. It's like, you got to do this right now and get it right now because this is what you have. So make it happen. And so, man, looked at the scope, pulled that trigger, and I said, I missed. <laughs> I didn't think I got it. And, man, when when I was with the other guys in the in the tent, Jesse and and Mitt, they were like, man, I, I saw it hunched over. I think I think you got it. And, it, you know, still didn't feel real. Still felt like I missed, you know, because I, I, the first time I went hunting, I missed. And, gosh, when we went out there and they showed me that patch of hair uh, in the water, and then I saw the blood, and then I looked up, and I saw her body, like, not moving. I was like, I really, that really just happened. Like, it's not a theory anymore, like, go out and kill something so that you can have me. It it became reality at that point. And then standing over, uh, it, what that meant for me was something else in life has to provide for you. And a lot of times that's at the expense of that thing. And I will say that there's a level at which I felt there's a level at which I felt that what I was doing was violent and was aggressive, but that violence and aggression was directed toward me being able to put food on the table for my wife and I. And I think that the dough lived a good life and I, I respect that dough and I appreciate what it provided for us because um, this is gonna be a heritage for me and my family now and, and something that we'll remember and something that I wanted to raise my kids up in. Becoming a hunter is something that felt natural. Like it felt like that's what God had made me to do. Like from the time I was a young kid, I always wanted to be outside. I was always outside catching lizards and frogs and just involved in the world, like in creation. And if I didn't pursue hunting, I don't know that my soul would have resonated really well. And that sounds really like dramatic, but the fact is, is that there's a, there's a wrestling in me to be able to go out into creation and harvest what it has, the little bit that it has, um, and, and, and put that on the table for my family. I, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like being able to go out into the world and bring back fruit. It's just, I can't even put it into words, man. It just, it, it matters to be able to do that. And, and I, I think if I would have started pursuing this a lot younger, I, I think that my mindset on a lot of things would have been different. I think that I would have looked at things, and, and I'm gonna go here just for a second. It, as a, a black man in America, you could have a chip on your shoulder. You could look at what happened in the Jim Crow South and say, because of those things that happen, like I'm never gonna be able to, to go out and do what needs to be done for my family because the white man's always out to get me. And you know, you could let that be your story. I could let that be my story or I could go out and allow what's already out here to be out here and harvest what it has, my little bit that I can get and put that on the table for my family. So. The lessons that I learned in hunting trans translate into my mental framework. It's like, 
you could you could let struggle define you or you could let your um, your desire to take care of your folks define you. And I'm I'm choosing to let my desire to take care of my folks define me. The Blood Origins Project is important to me because it reminds me of who we are as a people group. I mean, human beings from the dawn of creation have had to harvest uh, meat to provide for their families. And so being a part of that heritage is not only just a, a niche cool thing to do, it's a human thing to do. It's fun to hunt because you can get a few guys together and we can sit and do nothing until something happens and then everybody's glad to see you. You know what I mean? It's like when you first go in there, everyone's, you know, we're hanging out or whatever. They're like, man, I wish this guy would go ahead and get this shot off. But then when you finally get that shot off, man, everybody's just kind of patting you on the back and, and they're glad because it's a win for everybody. The tide rose with everybody today and everybody surrounded us when we brought home the meat. My name is Jonathan West. I'm a husband and today I'm a proud member of the hunting community. Everyone has their own story. This is mine. It's in the blood. Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.